Hi guys, we're the Broccoli Heads. I'm Laura. And I'm Katie. And this is our new little podcast that we're dedicating to food-related topics. Yeah. And today we're going to be talking about uh, veganuary and veganism. Um, in part because I am a vegan. Um, not to start off the podcast like that, <laughs> but I am. Um, and Laura is uh, going through veganuary. I made it sound like it was a disaster you're going through something um but yeah exactly so that's what we're going to be talking about today kind of our start of the journeys our beginning our beginnings (laughs) so exciting so first maybe we should talk about katie how did you start your vegan journey how long have you been vegan and everything like that Yeah. um, So the start of it, well, okay, I'll start with how long I've been vegan. So I've been vegan for almost six years now. Um, I started in 2015, March. So that's, yeah, it's going to be almost six years, which sounds like a really long time. I remember when I was first watching like vegans on YouTube, I was like, oh my gosh, this girl's been vegan for five years. Like what? But really, like, the time just flies. Like, honestly, I can't believe that it's been six years since, like, that time period as opposed to me being – you know what I mean? Like, I can't believe it's been so long since I was, like, in high school, right? Um, But anyway, it's kind of nuts. So I've been vegan for that long. And then um, in terms of the process at the very beginning, I can just, like, I guess get right to it, right? Um, So the reason why I wanted to become vegan (laughs) – which we've talked about before, was honestly super selfish. Um, I, so, okay, in high school, which I don't know if this is a common experience, but I very much was like a dieter, like not necessarily like a, a, like not a bad relationship with food, but it was more so like, I was like, "Mm, I need to go on a diet. Like I was aware of the fact that like I should eat better. And so in high school, I was like, oh, like, let me, you know, try this because it was all over YouTube. I'm a huge YouTube consumer. Like that is my main like social media, if you can call it social media. And um, I had seen this come up. Like it was really a trend in the year that I became vegan, like 2015, really 2014. I think that was declared like the year of the vegan or something by some like publication. Like I wrote a paper on this once. Um And it really was a huge trend. And so 2015, I was watching a lot of those videos um, and social media, at least my experience with social media was on the newer side, right? Because it didn't like Instagram wasn't a huge thing until like 2012. And so um, in this era, I've been seeing these girls that I just really looked up to. And I was like, okay, like, this is what I want to do. Like, they seem grounded. They seem nice. Obviously, they're beautiful. Like me, like I need that. And so I decided to do it as a diet, like as a purely vanity, like, let me just. And what's so funny is that like, one, vegan diets don't have to be healthy, like just excluding the like certain products. For those of you that don't know, which most people probably do, vegan just means you don't eat meat, you don't eat dairy, and you don't eat um, eggs. But then on top of that, to kind of expand the definition, you also don't buy anything that um, has animal products in it, like at all. So leather, for example, or um, even makeup products like uh, that have been tested on animals, like you don't buy those as a, as a vegan. A gelatin you don't eat. So any kind of byproduct from an animal or something that involves the torturing um, or cruelty of animals you don't consume. Um, anyway, 
Um, so for me, I did it purely for the vanity sake, um, but realized that you don't have to be healthy to be vegan. And so for me, it kind of went in that direction. I just ate chips all the time. And it wasn't until really this year that I started to fix up my diet a bit. Um, but regardless, that is story for another time. But regarding the very start of it, like what I ended up doing, um, it was really hard for me to go vegan for vanity's sake, really. Like after watching those videos, because it was just another diet and I was terrible at sticking at diets, obviously it wasn't going to stick. Like, are you kidding? Like, no. Um, and so what ended up happening in like kind of consuming this form of media of listening to these vegan YouTubers, I learned more about the other elements of veganism apart from the diet, you know, as I said, like the expanded definition of, you know, incorporation of cruelty and, and all those things. And there's an environmental piece as well that's really important where being vegan by not eating meat or kind of contributing to the meat and dairy industries, you're reducing your carbon footprint and you're reducing carbon emissions. Um, albeit it's, you know, a small amount when it's one person, but when a bunch of people do it, it makes a, a decent impact. Um, and usually as well, people who kind of subscribe to this lifestyle are more environmentally conscious and, you know, with the carbon emissions also comes, you know, recycling and sustainability. And while that doesn't have to do with necessarily like animal rights, it does have to do with caring for the world around you. And so I kind of became more educated on the environmental front and on the animal cruelty front. And that is how I ended up sticking to the diet, which is pretty interesting that it kind of took other arguments for me to realize that like, oh, this is actually what I should be doing. And this is a really good idea for me, right? This is a decision that I was making for myself. Like the rest of my family isn't vegan. Um, but yeah, so, you know, even though the main reason I did it was for health, it didn't end up working out that way. I've like, you know, improved over the years. Um, but I really did make the decision um, because of that extra research that it's not even research. It was more so me just being on YouTube and the diffusion of information um, is how it kind of started for me. So that's oh, and I should mention as well, like my family and saying that none of them are vegan they weren't like completely anti me going vegan. Like it's not something where they just, you know, were like, oh, absolutely not. But they were concerned that I wouldn't get the nutrients that, you know, uh, are important, um, especially because we're taught, like at least in the American school system, like the food pyramid, like meat is on there, like as a main player in the protein section and dairy is a whole section in itself. And so that was really um, something that, uh, was, I don't, it's not, the word's not counterintuitive, but it just felt wrong to them that I was kind of excluding these food groups when they deem them to be quite important. Um, when in essence, um, you can get protein elsewhere and the amount of protein that is kind of, uh, essential for one's daily functioning is not as much as people think. And you normally get that natural amount just by eating a normal amount of calories, um, in a day. So, um, yeah, that's kind of a really long spiel, but that was my kind of story. <laughs> there are also like non-meat versions to get protein. Yes, that's a really good point as well. Exactly. And I think also like to that point, in case there are people out there, which there are, I know it for a fact, that'll say that, you know, these non-meat variety, like, you know, variations, um, they are more expensive because they're processed foods. So that's, you know, understandable if, you know, people like to say that veganism is expensive and don't get me wrong, it can be expensive because a lot of brands use the vegan label to kind of capitalize on this new trendy market to um, make like to jack the prices up and, you know, make sure that they can 
gain a profit, even when things are naturally vegan, like say it's like normally a rice-based product, they'll put vegan on it to kind of add, you know, that level of whatever get more expensive. I will say though, you know, those options are expensive, but you know, the base ingredients and even ones that aren't meat alternatives, um, that are processed to be meat alternatives, like even just like beans or just like, uh, green, you know, green vegetables and, uh, just greens in general, like leafy greens, um, have high amounts of protein in them. Um, that's why Popeye ate a lot of spinach. Like that's like actually known, like it has a decent amount of protein in it. Obviously not like, you know, as much as, you know, an ounce of meat probably, but granted, I don't know the numbers, but it does have a decent amount. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's a good point though. I think like also on top of that, something to address is food deserts are a really big thing as well and they exist. And so there are people that it's easier for them. They have more accessibility, um, to go to fast food places that don't happen to have any vegan options. And so for them, like going to finding a grocery store that sells fresh produce is quite difficult, mm-hmm. um, which is why I feel like veganism isn't always accessible to everyone. A hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. Like there are those criticisms saying it's too expensive coming from people who aren't necessarily selecting the right foods. Like they're looking at these kind of branded processed foods when in, you know, all honesty, they can get these other cheaper ingredients, but you're totally right that those cheaper ingredients need to be high quality and they also like need to be available. And so if they're not, then of course, of course you're going to go for the fast food. And so this is not a condemnation. Like our conversation about bars. Our conversation is not a condemnation of any kind of lifestyle because, you know, we're aware that, um, you know, other people's lifestyles are best for them and people are just doing what they can. And so, you know, we're not coming in here saying, oh, prescriptively, you have to be vegan. You have to do this because it's an ethical problem and you're condoning the cruelty of this and that. Like, no, if it, if, you know, you cannot do it, like, that's fine. And also, if you don't want to do it, that's fine, because there are totally valuable and valid reasons why people don't want to make choices that they don't want to make. And so, you know, you don't have to justify yourselves to us, you don't have to justify yourselves to anybody else, you know, it's more so we're sharing our experience, or at least I'm talking a lot, I'm sharing my experience. Um, Just in case there are people out there who are coming from similar backgrounds, or even maybe are coming from different backgrounds that want this information to help them out a little bit, or are interested in kind of like this story. Um, But we're well aware um, of the fact that, uh, yeah, we're not being prescriptive and people have different experiences and that's totally fine. Um, Yeah. Make the choice for you. Don't feel forced because we're chatting about it. (laughs) That's not the same, right? Exactly. And also, in case there are any YouTuber vegans or militant vegans out there, I will say like, I turned vegan because of militant vegans. So like, I needed that push. Um, But I acknowledge the fact as well, which we're just spouting out disclaimers. So sorry, if this is way too PC for certain audiences. But just to like have it out there. um, I also acknowledge the fact that like, this movement is very important. At least it's very important to me because I can only speak to my experience and I'm, you know, assuming, um, that it's important to, you know, uh, aggressive, yeah, 
maybe I should say passionate vegans um, who kind of spread their message online. Um, and so I just, I do want to acknowledge the fact that like, I do find it very important. And in, you know, in my mind, it is one of the top priorities for me. And in a perfect world, I would want other people to go vegan. But again, like everyone has their own version of a perfect world. And like, I can't, if it was a whole world of other Katie's, then great. The whole world is vegan, but that's not how it, you know, that's not how it is. You know, everyone has different experiences, different genetic makeup, different environmental factors where they grow up socioeconomic, like there's so many things that go into it. So, um, while I, you know, appreciate that perspective because I share it, um, hoping that everyone does go vegan. I am not going to kind of push that message. Like, you know, everyone has to, therefore other people are like, no, like no one has to do anything. It's more so sharing the perspectives to get it out there. You also don't push anyone like at all, just you personally. Like I've never felt pushed. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny though, because so Laura and I are in a, uh, a master's program right now and we're in this class, um, that kind of talks about the environment and the first day (laughs) of class, two separate well no you didn't mention that I'm no I did I did, oh, you did? yeah yeah two separate people in their intros mentioned that I was vegan before it even got to me and it was so funny because there's this vegan stereotype that we say hi my name is vegan you know what I mean and it's just so funny like it's funny because at one point I did CrossFit in high school for a little bit and that's another stereotype of CrossFit is that you say like, oh, I do, like you put it out there a lot. And so I was a vegan CrossFitter and it was just like, oh, anyway, but I just, yeah, I I don't want to force it on anyone because that I don't think that's how, you know, uh, affecting change like is most successful. And also like why, I don't know. I, I, I just, it, it's that piece and also not wanting to like upset anybody and not knowing other people's experiences. So who am I? Kind of all the things we talked about, but it was just very funny that then in that first class, I very much embodied the vegan stereotype by having two people say it and then myself be like, yeah, I'm Laura's emotional support vegan. Uh, and I guess our other friends as well. Anyway, kind of funny, but yeah. I just, I want to say that you are a very... I know some vegans that can be quite pushy, um, but you're very laid back. And that's also like, just because people are vegan doesn't mean they should be grouped together because they're vegan, you know? (laughs) Like I just did it, but it's not a thing that should be done. Uh, It's so funny though, because like, that is just such a broader psychological conversation that like, I can touch upon it briefly, like just in like a one, two sentencer that, yeah, like we have these, what are they called? What are rules of thumb called again? Like the word for it? Do you know the word? Generalizations. Um, I think it starts with an S. Um, maybe it'll come to me. Maybe it won't. But generalizations, rules of thumb, there's, it, it's like there's a certain technical term for it for reasons why human beings like like to group. Um, and it's because it eases the process of information. Like that's why we're so, um, subject to slash, um, vulnerable to, uh, uh, biases and stereotypes is because it actually is an evolutionary benefit to just make quick decisions like survivally. Um, that's probably not a word, but you know, to, optimize survival, it's better to make quick snap judgments as opposed to sitting there and critically thinking about an issue. Um, So it totally makes sense that, you know, uh, the vegan stereotype would be bought into and generalizing vegans. And that's why racism is an issue as well. 
like it, it plays a role per se um and that we like to group things we like to see organization because it, it eases our processing um and help, helped uh in the past but uh we should definitely do better because we have evolved and adapted um but anyway yeah just an interesting point we can talk about racism and other things in our other podcast yes we can um i mean let me think we have like about a minute left um i don't know what your do you want to talk about your experience or would you want to save that for next episode sure i can just talk about it quite quickly um my experience i'm a very wishy-washy person when it comes to commitments um especially when it comes to food commitments so um I would also go on so many fad diets as a kid, like I was a fat kid. Um, <laughs> uh, we have a club. Um, and so I would just go on all these like whack diets. One time I was on a cereal diet where all I ate was cereal because I saw this YouTuber who did it and I just ate Honey Nut Cheerios for breakfast, lunch, dinner and all my snacks that I probably like, I was giving myself diabetes realistically because Honey Nut Cheerios is so sweet uh that was a side note sorry um that diet however was vegan because I was having it with almond milk so whoa just kidding don't do that <laughs> don't do that and so I've like wanted to cut out meat for ages um but then I don't know I it was a, a combination of things that I would like go like hardcore one day and then two weeks later the next thing I know I'm eating a burger and it's like oh my gosh Laura why are you like this um I'm just not a serious candidate that's the problem uh, and my dad so my dad is an ovo pescatarian uh, so <laughs> yes jargon we love it and but the rest of my family all eat meat they all have dairy and everything um yeah. and so it was it was a decision that when I when I decided to do Veganuary, um, my mum was kind of like, no, you can't do it. Like you're not going to get all your vitamins. You're not going to get all of this. Um, and I think that's a cultural thing. Like I don't know about you, but I I feel like the majority of my family don't understand veganism as a thing, and they they think it's like a horrid um, disgrace. Like I'm like somehow sabotaging my own life or something. Um, and it's literally only been eight days. It's been eight days. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I thought doing Veganuary would kind of help me tiptoe in without making any strong commitments. Um, and so eight days, it's not been too bad. I thought I would be healthy, except all I'm doing is eating vegan chocolate and wasting my money because vegan chocolate is very expensive. <laughs> but, but yeah, that pretty much, it's been eight days and I'm still vegan. So we love it. Um, eight days is like so good, though. Like eight days is so good. You know what I mean? Like, and I didn't say this at the beginning, um, but like for me, how I really got going. Um, 21 days 21 days baby there's like not substantial science showing that it actually takes three weeks but I told myself it did and it worked out I said this to Laura before but um I wrote 21 on the mirror and dry erase marker and counted down the days because it was easy for me to give up meat overnight but it really was hard for me to give up chocolate which because I thought I had to give up chocolate cheese oh my god cheese is the one it is and it's actually which it's actually addictive um yeah it's like actually addictive and then like actually addictive in that like it has uh 
queso morphemes in it. Uh, in order, sorry to be spouting all this stuff, but like it does queso morphemes in it to encourage baby calves to continue eating, right? Because they want to survive. And so it is mildly addictive. And then when cheese, because it's concentrated milk, it makes it much more addictive, actually. So it's both addictive because it tastes great. And also it actually is addictive because it has those chemicals in it. Anyway, what I was saying is, yeah, cheese and chocolate was were really hard because I tried to go vegan in September of 2014 didn't work out because it was right around the holidays around my family's birthdays. We have birthdays all in like the month, September, October, November, December. Um, and so I was just eating so much junk food, pumpkin pot, like all these things. And like, I couldn't give those up. You can Halloween. Are you kidding? Um, and so, yeah, it, it took a little while and then it took me to write 21 on the freaking mirror, um, to make it work. But, uh, eight days is phenomenal because you're over, you know, a third of the way there. Um, if we're ascribing to the habit thing. But um, I think something else that's been helpful, not helpful because it is horrible, but having, being in a lockdown mm. and not being able to like, go out to restaurants to eat, yeah. um, that's also taken away that temptation because I think in the past when I've tried to be vegan or I've gone like pescatarian, like my biggest pitfall has been wanting to go out with my friends and then did, I didn't want to be that person you know yeah. the one that was like oh no sorry I can't go here because I'm a vegan um but <laughs> um so that it's been kind of helpful for that because I hope my plan is by the end of January it's become this lifestyle habit for me that I just continue because I checked today and my skin products are already vegan <gasps> so is it fate possibly, I don't know, but I'm not saying it's not. <laughs> possibly my dude that actually is very interesting because I did not um uh go out to eat at all really like as a kid like my family doesn't go out and like since I was in high school I was so busy I like never went out with friends but I do remember just dreading every time I had to go to a restaurant because where I'm from like it's not, I'm not from LA you know what I mean I'm not from what Seattle's also a really great place like I'm from you know suburban Long Island and so there wasn't any kind of like vegan options besides like at the diners we would go to would be like a plain baked potato and so it was like hurt my soul to be like, no cheese, no sour cream, nothing on it. You know what I mean? And, and, and to get like a plain baked potato, they're like, what the heck? But uh, yeah. You have sour cream on oh, a baked yeah. potato? The American way. I know. I mean, I never liked sour cream, Um, never got it. But uh, yeah. So I totally feel you though, because I, that is, I guess, a, a silver lining is that you kind of are able to, you know, focus your attention on this and, and not have the social pressure because that does play a big role. You know, people like to say like, Oh, I don't, you know, I don't care. Like, you know, whatever, like let them hate on me and whatever. But like, I personally can't do that. Um, and I just don't want to. I don't even think it's that. I think it's more, mm -hmm. I feel bad. Like it's not that I'm worried that they're going to hate. Me. I just, it's probably like, it's unfounded, but I feel guilty that I'm being the difficult party yeah. in that situation. Um, and I'm like fine with my friends having dietary needs and then being like, like, I'll be fine having, like, I've got friends that are vegan and I'm fine choosing restaurants that suit them. But I just don't want to be that person that 
people have to suit yeah. like cater towards because I just feel like I feel icky about it when I shouldn't because like let me live my life you know <laughs> no, that's exactly it like I think that was um I guess the setup wasn't phenomenal for how I phrased that but yeah I think my uh the I guess the idea I was trying to carry was exactly that is that like I feel so bad like I can't be like oh like just let you know I I shouldn't feel bad because of whatever or like you know don't let them affect you know like I shouldn't care about what people think like it's very hard to kind of do that you know I I also feel guilty about that so yeah also another thing is that I don't know how it is in the states but in the UK this year at least what I've noticed because I tried to do the January last year and just completely failed after day two um but (laughs) I think this is actually my third year trying it and this is the longest I've actually lasted um but this year loads of supermarkets have got like a big vegan range and I think loads of companies are now doing vegan options like so also, when I started to do Veganuary, I said that I was going to do it plant-based so that I wouldn't get the processed foods um, that are vegan. Uh, that lasted a day um, <laughs> until I found vegan chocolate and all that stuff. But like Krispy Kreme now have a vegan donut here. And it's like, they, they're welcoming me. The vegan community is welcoming me by offering me all the junk food that I liked and making it vegan. So, so it's, I would be doing the world a disservice by not being vegan at this point, at least for Veganuary. <laughs> exactly. At least for Veganuary. Exactly. That's so freaking funny. Oh, I do wish America would catch up. Catch up, America. See, vegan options. in my mind, America, I thought America was like more vegan. Maybe certain coasts, but we're not like at least the McDonald's like Burger King now has the impossible burger, but uh, McDonald's doesn't have really anything substantial on the menu. Like there's some salads you can get without bacon on them um, that you can turn. And and, yeah. And like their English muffins and stuff, but like no actual sandwiches and meals. There are no veggie nuggets, which I know are a thing like, you know, across the pond. Um but yeah, so it, I, I do wish America would catch up. But I'm glad that the vegan world is welcoming you in the UK. Um, Starbucks also do a really good vegan Beyond Meat all day bun. And it is sensational. Like, absolutely sensational. I personally, I'm a huge fan of cheese, as you know. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the texture of vegan cheese. I think it's too creamy. Mm. Um I don't know if you think that too, but yeah. Um, and so I'm not a big fan of the cheese that's in it, but I can overlook that because other than that, it is so good. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, we don't have that, which is so, it sounds amazing. Um, and it's so funny because every time we talk about snacks, you're always like, oh, I'm eating this. And it just happened to be vegan. Where like for me before, like I never would have just accidentally been eating something vegan. Like, are you kidding? So it, it just seems like you guys have more options or maybe it's more the yeah. time frame that like I did it, you know, not to be I, at the beginning, like, no, but like, you know what I mean? Like I did it when the, there were fewer options. Like there was no oat milk or almond milk anywhere. Like Starbucks maybe had uh, like, you know, maybe a couple alternatives, like for, you know, those that were lactose intolerant, but 
there like Duncan didn't like there were no options anywhere and so um or maybe Duncan did I know I don't know I only recently started to frequent Duncan but um yeah I I think that like it's great that you guys have so many options and I do agree vegan cheese is like not where it should be there are some that like people swear by that I really don't like um I prefer like I can never get behind the mozzarella shreds like I'll eat vegan pizza with it on it because like it's pizza is just good you know the combination of the carb the the sauce and then like the fat like it's so good like it's the perfect combination however like I do agree with you that like it's not where it should be there are some block cheeses that are vegan that I really like just the shreds have this like weird film on them that I really can't get behind not to like put anyone off if you like it like that's chill but um I don't um I kind of so I've had pizza three times in the past eight days um the plant-based life is good (laughs) clearly I failed at one thing but I'm succeeding at another so I'm just taking that as an overall win um and the first time I had it with vegan cheese and it was, I don't know, it just kind of sticks to the hood of your it mouth. Does. Oh, it so does. now the last two times I got it without um, cheese on it and it bangs. Papa John's, they've got a vegan range and they I did it without the cheese. Oh my, sensational. That's so funny. It's also great that it's Papa John's pizza. Like, I, I don't think Papa John's here has vegan options. Like, it's probably a vegetable pizza without cheese is, like, their option. But um, Papa John's is so funny because, like, I watch the H3 podcast. I don't know if you've seen the episodes where they talk about Papa. But, like, Papa's just such a vibe. So he lives in his grand old mansion. He's single. He has a helicopter. His ex-wife has a helicopter. Like, he's just, like, so nice and good. I don't know. I, I, I do really like him. He seems like a really, really nice guy. Um, And he is, like, oh, sorry. I'm clearly a huge fan of Papa John, Um, even though there was a whole scandal um, with, with uh, the company. But anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if we, we can get into this on another episode, maybe. Um, We've well surpassed our time. <laughs> we certainly have. Um, and, you know, I have to run to a meeting because, like, we're busy. She's busy. She's a, she's a working woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we can certainly talk about that. And I can also, like, tell you off air because H3, like, you know, that's, like, their specialty. That's, like, not mine. Um. So yeah, I, I think that we can we can call it a day here. Um, yeah, thanks so much for listening. If you've made it this far, <laughs> which honestly would be a feat in itself, if you've made it this far, because we. But hopefully, you found some snippets like interesting. Um, we're going to be continuing, especially since Laura's just starting this. Like, start it. You can start it with her. You know, like we can have a whole like situation and turn it into the v- 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 February. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching. Um, we're going to be continuing this conversation about veganism and what it means to be vegan, um, in our next couple of episodes, kind of breaking down the conversation. Um, so yeah, let us know also what else you want to see, um, from us, but thanks for watching. <laughs>